Today, I am joined by fellow autism dad, Joe Cesario. Joe, how are you, bud? I'm doing good, Fred. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Joe is, uh, Joe, like I said, is a fellow autism dad, and I've been trying to get more dads on the show, so this is going to be uh, an an amazing conversation. Uh, Joe has a son, Zach, who is on the spectrum. How old is Zach, Joe? Yeah, he's just over three years. He turned three at the end of August. Okay. And when when was he when was he like officially officially diagnosed? Right around two and a half. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now like what like it was is he your first? Yep, he's my first and only son. Yep. Or, or okay. Only child. Um yeah. yeah. It, like what led up to that? Did you did you have suspicions or your wife or did you like I know like with us, I didn't know anything about autism. So uh, it wasn't until I started looking around like I when I thought of people on the spectrum, it was all the stereotypical things you see on TV, like, yeah. you know, like Rain Man and all that kind of stuff, which is, isn't the case. It's funny you say that. I mean, that's exactly where my uh, my only preconceived notion of it was as well. I immediately thought Rain Man, which is funny yeah. to say that. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's interesting. So. Uh, my sister-in-law, um, actually, when he was two, we were visiting. And it's funny because I remember this distinctly now. My sister-in-law said something like, you know, you notice how he doesn't respond to his name. Like, you know, have you guys thought about anything? And we were, like, pretty defensive about it, to be honest. Like, oh, like, you know, like, he's doing all, you know, he counts really well. And we were, you know, listing all the things he does well and kind of ign- yeah. ignoring, you know, that thing that that she called out, which is funny because six months later we had him in speech and, um, it's funny. I think, you know, he was, um, you know, he, you know, look, he, he, he knows his nouns, he identifies things, right. There was a lot of things he does well, but it was still a lot of the, you know, I'm not sure if the term's cognition, right. Or what have you, but like, you know, acknowledging his name and, you know, like, looking at people when they enter a room and some of that stuff that we just, you know, again, we didn't really have a frame of reference. I think you kind of mentioned it too. Like we didn't, we didn't know any better, right. He's our, our first, yeah. first and only child. And we were just like, I don't know. He's, you know, he's, he says these words, maybe that's she's just a shy kid or something, right? So I think um, certainly we we had we knew he was behind on speech, but I don't think we had any idea that um, that there was you know a diagnosis you know, coming in the near future. <laughs> yeah, and I can definitely relate relate to that because the first time, like for us, anybody suggested that Alex uh, may you know may have uh, some some issues going on, we were kind of the same way, like defensive, like well you know what in his case it was a preschool teacher Mm -hmm. uh daycare teacher and like you know like oh what are you talking about you don't know and uh, you know because i remember we were uh looking into preschools in the neighborhood and the first place we took him to the uh teacher right away wouldn't even um let us sign him up she was like oh if he can't he had a lot of elopement issues like oh if he can't even sit to like talk to me like he's not going to be able to you know last in in a daycare setting yeah and so I, I, you know right away we got our we got our backs up like ah oh, you don't you know you don't know what you're yeah. talking about but yeah, yeah sure enough yeah. six yeah. months down the road after he got kicked out of a different preschool you know that's the that's the road we were on yeah we had we had a similar experience and it was just um he it wasn't about us leaving him it would just be kind of some of the tantrums he'd when when they'd want to move him from one activity to another and 
and yeah. it's funny i'm thinking about this now because he actually he actually kind of grew out of this he used to have this thing where he'd get upset and he'd fall backwards and he'd like and it, <laughs> you know he'd kind of like he wouldn't bang his head it was, it was it was so much theater he'd like kind of make eye contact with you and then do it like very softly right. like almost like you know what i mean like like i'll do it you know, you know what i mean and so uh i think it was funny because that, that was one of the reasons that he got you know we always laugh he got fired from preschool uh for something <laughs> similar of that and uh it's and i'm just I'm, you've just reminded me it's funny i'm thinking of it because it, 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 I'm, I'm you know it's great he's grown out of that but yeah that was yeah. an early indication that we you know probably should have looked into in more detail but yeah <laughs> i know but you know what like you don't know like nobody knows and uh, you know i i don't think unless and, and this is this is something that needs to change. I feel like unless you know somebody on the spectrum or know a family that's dealing with it, that you really have no clue, uh, you know, what what it entails, um, okay. you know, because we were in the same boat like Alex was, you know, was our only child. Mm -hmm. um, and in our family and in our group of friends, nobody had that had kids had any kind of uh, any kind of issues like that so we really had no frame of reference so to us it was like oh it's just a boy you know yep 100 same we're yeah. in same yeah like and again my and you called it out earlier like my only earlier indication was rain man like i literally was like i thought that was like what you see every time and like i had no no knowledge of how broad the spectrum was and how things have changed and again maybe it's just you know awareness which is i guess why we're you know we're talking today in some capacity right so exactly yeah absolutely now like how i know we had to we had to wait a while for any kind of like diagnosis um you know, you're out, you're out in the West coast. Like how did you, was there a long wait? Did you have to, you know, uh, jump through a lot of hoops to get him diagnosed? Well, um, it's interesting. So we're in, um, we're, we're near, um, we're close to Los Angeles. We're in an area called Torrance right next to Redondo beach. And I think, um, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it was funny. It, I would say our experience is probably different because of COVID quite honestly, we, we were just going through this. He was in speech classes and that was going well, actually. We were happy with the progress. You know, he is, again, mostly nouns, right? Identifying thing. He was getting really good at that. He wasn't putting together yeah. this yet, but we thought that was coming. Um, and then we switched to remote and it was just tough. Like he, you could just tell his interest, uh, you know, looking at a screen was even less so than in person, obviously, right? And, and again, our thing was like, oh, well, maybe all kids, you know what I mean? Don't, don't are hard paying attention to a video screen all the time, you know? So, um, yeah. so anyway, we started, so there's a early, you know, speech therapist. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's basically like a, 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 a city, you know, a city service that helps us kind of facilitate speech. Right. I think every every city or state has their own version. Like for us in Philadelphia, it was called early intervention. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Something of that capacity. I'm, I'm struggling with the name right. or the convention of it out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like she was the facilitator helping us connect. And she was the one that brought it up a couple of times, too. And again, we were, you know, slightly defensive or dismissive. And I, I recognize that now. Um, and, um, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, she set us up with a therapist and we didn't know what's going on. He, he, we just had two Zoom set. It was just, they just said it was like an OTT, you know, I think they call it the term, you know, uh, uh, some sort of assessment they do at the two and a half mark. And 
um, we did it. It was two Zoom sessions for an hour each where we just followed him along and they like, you know, made us, you know, do these tests with him where we'd give a toy in a little, you know, a toy in a bag. And if he would, you know, ask for help or not. And there was other little tests with a part of it. And we didn't know what it was for. We just thought it was like a, and then, you know, I remember it was Friday afternoon at 430 and they got on a Zoom with us. And she just delivered the diagnosis and we were like, what? Like, we didn't even know what you were testing for. And I think, I think for us, honestly, like, I think that was the more disappointing thing was like, we didn't know, like, we kind of, (laughs) kind of felt set up to be honest. It was like a little, like, this is how you're delivering a diagnosis, which is why we were probably even a little more upset and probably defensive than we should have been looking back. Um, So that was the initial start of it. And then we called his doctor and his doctor said, hey, there's a place called Boone Fetter Clinic in, in the country, let alone the, 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 the state at diagnosing and recommendations. So um, we just said, like, look, realize it's a pandemic. We're being very careful about that. At the same time, this is critically important to us. Let's take him in there and get a real diagnosis from, you know, without just chasing him on Zoom around the house. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm being long winded here, I guess. No, but, you're good. Don't worry about it, dude. You're fine. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, we, we brought him to Boone Fetter. My, I should say my wife did. I was, I was, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm working from home at the time. And so my wife brought him to Boone Fetter a couple times. Uh, really great. I really can't say enough about that. They had, you know, four people involved, different tests over a three, you know, a three visit period, and, you know, and, and they came back and delivered, you know, the diagnosis we accepted and, and really like, again, at least we had peace of mind that we did it the right way. And that yeah. we had real recommendations from people, I think, you know, the, the other nuance I'll point out as well is that the therapist that delivered the first one, you know, I'm not saying she had an agenda by any means, but she wanted to get him, you know, into her OT and like start to like, so like we wanted to get an, a, a diagnosis from someone who didn't have quote unquote, like a, something to gain from it. I know that sounds bad to say, you know what I mean? But like, no, it's, it's funny, dude. We were in the same exact boat. Um, when Alex was younger, he was originally diagnosed with the sensory processing disorder and ADHD. Um, so he was working and we were working with a behavior coordinator to kind of, you know, help us, uh, you know, with, with his issues and like what we can do as parents and things like that. And she pushed us to pursue an autism diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And that was my exact same thought was, um, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, just get him diagnosed, just, you know, to get him more help. Like if he's going to be diagnosed with something, then I want it to be, you know, genuine. Like, I don't want to say he has autism or anything, you know, just to get, you know, just, just for more services. And I had the exact same feeling like, you know, she just wants to work more. Yeah. You know, like that, she just wants more hours, you know, to, to be able to put in, but you know, know, five or six years later, here we are with an autism diagnosis. So, you know, hindsight's 2020 though. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny because, um, now I think about all that and, um, and, you know, in a little bit about, about all the things he's getting, but like, now it's like, hell, it's like, you know what, if the diagnosis opens up a world of, of, you know, insurance covered, insurance covered services to, to, to get for them. I'll take it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know we're, I want to maximize, yep. you know, my, my philosophy. And I'm sure as a lot of parents is like, I want to maximize him and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And maybe that sounds odd to say in that capacity, but I mean, I want to, I'll take anything that, that helps him, you know, incrementally get better every single day. And like, um, you know, that's, 
you know, that's my philosophy on it is I, you know, he's, he's three now we've diagnosed two and a half. We've, you know, we've dove in head first and I'm like, I just, I've seen the progress he's made and I'm like, how far can he go? And that, and that's, yeah. that's what I think about it, you know? Yeah, I know. We're, we're in the same boat. It's like, Oh, he can get OT at school now because he's got this diagnosis. Okay. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, 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 it's funny, like how your perspective and, and everything changes over time. Yep. hundred percent. You know? All right. So what was that like, though? I mean, you know, um, I don't know how you are. I am, you know, I guess I'm kind of old school, old fashioned. You know, you're a dad. You've got a son. Like, uh, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, I have a son. He's going to play. You know, he's going to be on the travel baseball team. We're going to do this. and We're going to do that. We're going to do all this other stuff. And then you're hit with that diagnosis. Like what? You know, and it's like, all right, you know plans change and don't get me wrong like we still have a blast but it's you know you've got one thing in mind as a dad with a son and then mm-hmm. you kind of entire and you know instead of taking road a hey here we are we're on road b but what was that like for you you know yeah first time first time parent uh you know you're, you're a dad you've got your son and you know now he's been diagnosed with autism and you're you know like you said you're you know, you're knee deep in all sorts of different therapies and everything he's receiving. Yeah. I mean, so I remember when like I really accepted it and I, um, it's funny. I, I, well, I wouldn't say accept it when I first started to like, you know, realize that the diagnosis was correct. I should say, I remember, um, um, so it's pretty, again, dealing with this during COVID was kind of odd too. Cause it was like literally like one of the, in LA was, you know, really at the center, right. When we got this diagnosis, we were being pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty diligent in, 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 you know, trying to avoid it, obviously. And uh, so I remember, I remember um, going for a drive in the weekend because I just needed to get out of the house. And I remember driving to the beach and just like sitting there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I just want him to be accepted. I just want other kids to want to play with him. I just want, you know, and I remember, again, this was still when I was like, you know, he's just going to be Rain Man. It was my, you know, it was my, was my perspective at that time. And I just remember, I you know, I talked to a couple of my best friends and I talked to a couple of people and I was just like, you know, I just, I took it, you know, I took it like it was like a sentencing for him, you know, and I know it sounds so terrible to say now. And I think back and I'm like embarrassed to myself for thinking that way, but yeah, I just didn't know any better, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, so I remember feeling that way and then I just, you know, and then, you know, after a day or two, I, I moved into like, you know, it's all about, Zach and maximizing him and, and like, what can I do for him? And I remember I created this like shared Google doc and I listed out all the words he says, I listed out all the things we're going to do at home outside of the therapies he's going to get to try, you know, spoon holding and, you know, and asking for, you know, I remember like making a list of like all these things and I sent it to like my parents, I sent it to my in-laws and I'm like, this is how we're going to, you know, you know, help Zach. And I, I got really motivated actually. And I think, um, you know, I kind of have used that and, you know, quite honestly, I, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself and my wife and like every day I'm like, what can we do with him? Like, let's do this. Let's do that. Like, I, I know he has OT tomorrow, but what can we do today? And I, I was kind of getting a little neurotic about it, to be honest. And um, so I remember that. And I think, you know, I've I've kind of laxed up a little bit on that just because it, it, it kind of became a little too much anxiety, to be honest, and like pressure on us to like, you know, yeah. I think I think he's getting the help he needs. And I think it's it's OK if we want to watch a movie and give him an iPad now. I think I was like, you know, being very militant about like, don't give him the iPad anymore. And, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, um, anyway, I think I've eased up a little bit just to, to keep us both sane, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, oh, I know. 
And uh, I know it, it's hard to strike that balance between, I find like all the therapies and everything that our kids go through. Mm-hmm. And then like when they're, when all the therapists are gone and it's just, you, you know, you and your son or you and your family and, yep. you know, being able to like enjoy that and not uh, push, you know, whatever skills you're working on. I, you know, we do, the, I run into the same thing. It's like, I, you know, and Alex is, Alex is 11. So he'll call me out on it once in a while. Like, yeah. dad, can't we just get enough? Of, you know, isn't this enough? Like, yeah. can we just like, like chill and just, you know, yeah and and you know relax but yeah i i fall in the same boat where it's like all right what can we do let's like that you know when the therapists aren't there what can we work on like yep. you know no we were all there yeah no 100 percent. and um so anyway i think i think from there it's like um you know i think i really tried to educate myself too i actually listened to a couple podcasts there's one called the, the broken brain podcast they had a i'm trying to remember her name she's like a, a, a science a doctor who went to harvard and had an autistic child and she's done all this you know crazy not crazy i should say but but very innovative i should say kind of you know new things and i was like trying to like learn as much as i could and i think that's where i mm-hmm. i got to a better state state mentally of just realizing how broad the spectrum is and like you know and i think it's funny like um you know once my wife and i kind of shared some stuff on social media like the outpouring of people that not only support is great, obviously, but the, like literally we had people reach out to us. I had one, uh, a, a girl we used to hang out with years ago when we lived in Arizona be like, Oh, I'm autistic. And like, it's funny. Cause like we never noticed and we hung out with them. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, and so it gave me such a better perspective on what, you know, an adult, you know, or a teenage, what have you autistic person could be. And like, it opened my eyes that like, you know, it's not just rain, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, I know. And I, I, I think that was key is opening up because I was in the same boat. Like, you know, our, our family and our friends and everything knew knew about Alex. And but like once I opened up more, especially like you said, on social media and things like that, like the community that's out there is absolutely huge. Yeah. And I never knew that before. Yeah. And it's great to be able to connect with other people or even just see and like somebody post something. It's like, you know, because there's always something you can relate to. I mean, all the kids are different and, you know, different ages and different things, you know, this and that. But, you know, you can still you can still relate and everything. So it that for me has been really helpful, just opening up more and realizing that there is like a whole world of of families out there kind of in a similar boat. It's it's a great point, and it's funny. It just reminded me real, real quick a, a quick quick story about um, you know, it's funny. So I remember I told you about the first diagnosis on that Friday afternoon, kind of going into the weekend. It was like a shocker to us, right? And I remember, mm-hmm. um, I remember my wife uses you know next door or something, and she was like trying to get a little playset for him, and she, she had a guy, um, a dad who offered to drop off this playset that her his daughter doesn't use anymore. We're like, okay, great, he'll drop it off. So I go out to meet the guy, and. I was just, you know, I was still dealing with this. This was like literally 24 hours after the diagnosis. And he's given me this, 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 this playhouse that's still in our backyard, actually. And I remember him mentioning, yeah, my daughter's autistic. And I'm like, what? Like, I literally just, you know, got this diagnosis four <laughs> hours ago. I ended up talking to this guy for like, I don't know, almost an hour in my front yard. And it was like, I just, it was like, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not a very, you know, spiritual person or what have you, but you know, I just thought it was like amazing of like, you know, like the timing of like, I just, yeah. diagnosed 24 hours ago and like i remember it just helped me to realize that there's 
I mean, he told me about all the schools and I'm just like, I didn't realize this was so, you know, I don't want to say so common, but certainly more common than I thought. And, and just like, it had made me realize there's such a, a community out there and just, it, it was just such a, a amazing, uh, you know, within a day of getting, you know what I mean? I just couldn't believe the right, exactly. coincidence of it, you know? So. Yeah, they're out there. We just need to do a better job of uh, connecting everybody, I think. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but listen, dude, this has been great. I, You know, it's a Saturday afternoon. We're recording this. I don't want to take up um, too much of your time. So, Joe, I, I really appreciate this, and I uh, thank you for being so open and honest with everything. Yeah, absolutely, Fred. I appreciate you reaching out. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all about you know, awareness and community with this type of thing and, and learning yep. learning from others. So I appreciate you involving me. So, you know, No problem, dude, and I will talk to you later, okay? Awesome. Take care, Fred. All right, see ya. Before I let you guys go, I got to give you the Spectrum Dad joke of the week. So here it is. Why don't crabs give to charity? Because they're shellfish. I'll talk to you guys next week. Do me a favor, leave me a five-star review to uh, make my podcast easier for new listeners to find. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Spectrum Dad Pod, And feel free to uh, ask me any questions you have. I'm an open book. Talk to you guys next week. See ya.